Hello and welcome to Myth Monsters. My name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology, rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent day culture and where you can see these represented in modern content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. Happy December! It's getting close to the holidays so I hope you're getting your decorations up and getting into the spirit whatever or however you celebrate if you celebrate at all. I know I'm going to be waiting until after I get back from Manchester this weekend, so the first weekend of December, to put on my tree. I usually put it up on the first weekend of December every single year, but this year's going to have to wait a little, and to be honest, the World of Warcraft Dragonflight expansion comes out as of Monday this week, so I have been churning through that. I took the week off work. Every single time this happens, I take a week off and I just play relentlessly. So don't expect many messages or tweets or anything coming out from me this week. I am very preoccupied with the game. But anyway, back to the podcast. This week, we're looking at a monstrous legend and heading back over to Scandinavia for the almighty monster, the troll. You have probably heard of or seen a troll within a movie or some other form of modern media, but the troll is one of the biggest and most remembered beasts within Norse mythology, and I'm really excited to cover them. Now, trolls come in two types, so I'll start by kind of covering that. We have the giants, or the Jotnar, which you might remember from my Jotun episode, and the Holdrafolk, or the Little Folk. The Jotnar are massive, giant-like beings, often looking like rocks when they're camouflaged, and they get their name from the icy giants, the Jotun. They are often described as rugged, dirty and ugly. They can even have just the one eye, multiple heads, a whole load of cyclopean kind of features. But they're also known to be immensely large, going up to 11 foot in some cases, and are supported by their equally massive limbs. They are very much of the earth and nature, so much so that they can actually grow flowers or plants on their rocky little bodies, which I think is quite cute. Think of them as pavement dandelions. They're also known to be pretty slow and also pretty dumb. Holdrafolk, however, are about the same size as a human and would disguise themselves to look like them too, and beautiful ones at that. The only thing that would give them away is their tail, which would either be fox or cow-like in appearance, but they often hid this away in clothing and are generally quite intelligent for trolls. Trolls are known to live in packs, However, they are not known to live peacefully with each other. The strongest is often crowned the king of the pack or of the mountain and has the right to order the others around to do their bidding, but otherwise there isn't really a hierarchical structure to their packs. They are known to have mates as well as children and we do also know that there were male and female trolls, although female and children trolls were much more likely to be hidden away rather than be in plain sight. Speaking of which, they make their homes usually in mountains, living in the dark corners of the world. However, they are known to just live in caves or forests very much away from man. But they are known for pillaging, however, so they're not too far away from human settlements. They will attack any travellers that are too close to their homes, and sometimes plan full battle tactics in order to destroy a village and eat the human inhabitants. But do they just eat humans? 
Well, no, but we are a pretty good meal. Trolls are known to farm and hunt for animals themselves, so in theory they actually have a pretty balanced diet and do not rely on us for food. They are also known for hoarding, stealing all the treasures from travellers and camps for them to hoard in their caves, tempting human adventurers to come and retrieve them. If you've seen Tolkien's The Hobbit, you'll remember the scene where they go into the troll's cache, they find Sting the sword for Bilbo, and they find Gandalf's sword, can't remember what it's called for the life of me, but they find those in a troll cache. Are they always bad though? Pretty much, yep. Yeah. There's not many exceptions to this rule either. The only one you may find is that trolls are known to take part in changeling swaps. This is when a troll child is switched with a human child, and raised by the human parents and vice versa. I did do an episode on changelings way back when I started the podcast if you do want to know more about this mythical phenomenon, however there are themes of child loss within that so please be aware of that before you listen. However, if you are kidnapped by a troll, this is known as mountain taking or burtagning. In terms of powers, they do have quite a few but their biggest ones usually are their long lives, hardened skill, and brute strength. They are very much big enough to throw parts of mountains or rocks three times their size at people or villages, even other trolls. As well as this, they were known to wield weapons made from the land, such as uprooted trees for example. They also have a very deep connection to nature, as we mentioned earlier, and some of the mightiest trolls were said to be able to conjure thunderstorms or cause avalanches. They were well known also to have a powerful healing skill, as well as being immune to poisons and diseases, with an affinity for magic. Some trolls are written to go on to be powerful sorcerers within myths, but they're also known to be magic resistant, which is quite interesting. Smaller trolls, or the Huldra, were much more focused on shapeshifting and tricking humans with this magic too. A fun fact about trolls is that they also hate organised religion, which I think is incredibly funny and also a little bit more intelligent than we would expect. They were said to be able to smell out and target churches and god-worshipping people. This is all to do with their history, which we'll get more into later. It's definitely got more of a historical and origin theme to it than the description. But lastly, what are trolls' weaknesses? They actually have very few, but one is just sunlight. It's said that if a troll is exposed to sunlight, it will turn into stone and never be able to regenerate back into their fleshy selves. However, some myths state that they can just turn back at sunset. Also, much like gargoyles, any damage done to their stone body is reflected in their living state. So for example, if you took off a stone ear, the troll would then be down an ear in the night. Another is bells. They hate the sound of church bells or any other ringing thing, but bells are a big one. This often causes them to run away in a panic, which you can kind of see how the organised religion hatred certainly comes into this, but apparently it gives them horrendous headaches and this whole blindsidedness where they can't see or focus on anything whilst the bells are ringing. Lastly, although some trolls are happy to conjure these up, they are actually quite scared of lightning and thunderstorms. If a troll is struck by lightning, they would always die, Therefore, if you were being attacked and a storm came along, they would usually all flee. So make sure to keep your battles in a stormy area, which I guess makes sense in the stormy fjords of Norway, Finland, Denmark and Sweden, I guess. Now, on to etymology. The word troll is derived from the Old Norse word troll, 
or the High German Troll, both meaning fiend, demon, or Jotun. However, the Old Norse verb triller means to enchant or to turn into a troll. And of course, German does matter here, as all of the Scandinavian languages are Germanic-based, so if you speak to one of them, you can usually kind of figure out what the others are saying. For example, I speak quite a lot of German myself, and I spend a lot of time with the Danes, and I can read some Danish and some Swedish without knowing any of their languages specifically, other than swears, because of course you know swears in other people's languages. Their history, though, is so much more interesting than this. They are first mentioned in the Poetic Edda, which is one of the oldest human texts ever found. I end up talking about this with most of my European monsters, to be honest. Either that or Beowulf, at least. Anyway, in this encounter, a troll and a skald, or poet, have a row about what they are to each other. But here's the extract of the troll talking about herself. Trolls call me Moon of Dwelling Rungnir, Giant's Wealth Sucker, Storm Sun's Bale, Cirrus's Friendly Companion, Guardian of the Corpse Fjord, Swallower of Heaven Wheel. What is a troll other than that? There are technically trolls mentioned in Beowulf too, however the monster Grendel is often described as a giant, so we don't actually know if he's a Jotun, a troll, or just a very large human being with, I guess, a supernatural flair. Speaking of confusion with these monsters, they're also mixed up a lot in folklore too, with Jotun, Furs, and Rissi, which are all other types of evil giants within Norse mythology. It's said that they actually represent the four different classes of beings, with the Jotun being the lords of nature, the trolls being the mythical magicians, the Thurs being the hostile monsters, and the heroic beings being the Rissi, although they're all different giant-type monsters. Of course, if I've not covered them already like I have the Jotun, I will be covering the Thurs and the Rissi at some other points, so don't worry about that. Now, I said I'd talk about the church and trolls, and actually this does relate to their history quite a lot. Of course, Norse mythology is very much based on Norse paganism, which was a full-blown active religion back in the day, and is definitely making a resurgence now. We also know that the Vikings from Denmark and Norway were mostly pagans, but this was around the same time that Christianity was sweeping across Europe from the Roman influence, which again, we know was around 793 to 1066 AD. So when this started to happen, the pagans around the world were kind of forced into Christianity and punished for not doing so, and the Scandinavians were certainly not left out of this, even with their Viking history. So how does this affect trolls? Well, it's said that trolls hated Christians because of their bells. However, trolls are from a time of pagan belief, and believing in monsters such as these from a Christian perspective distracted from the real sins. Therefore, trolls hating churches and religious people is almost a protest against the teachings of the church dismissing their existence, which is why they target them and also why they fear the bells. I think that's pretty cool, it's a good justification as to why trolls are scared of these. But why do they then fear thunder and lightning, and why does this specifically kill them? Well, this also links to the rest of Norse myth and the monster's history. It's said that trolls were unbelievably aware about what happened to the Jotun, which as we know was a race driven from the lands of the gods by the god of thunder and lightning, Thor. Therefore, 
the trolls feared for and his wrath so much due to what he did to their ancestors, they would run if they saw any storm start, thinking it was the god coming down to reenact his violence to the Jotun on the trolls. Now, we're not sure why it kills them, but of course we do know that they are descendants of the Jotun, and they were killed by Thor's powers, so it might just be a genetic weakness that's been exploited by a vengeful god that's been passed down the genetic ladder. The myth of the trolls live on today though, in more than a mythical way too. However, some storybooks speak of trolls living under bridges, bargaining with people to get across, such as in the very well-known fairy tale Billy Goat's Gruff, which was a translation from a Norwegian story. So we do know this myth comes from the same place, which is always really good to know. However, it's not noted that they ever lived under bridges, especially in folklore. It was actually translated over to English in the 1850s, and since then they were associated with bridges by the English rather than the Scandinavians who created them. Another way they've been remembered is actually within architecture in Scandinavian countries. Any open fields with unexplainable rocks are often named after trolls, such as the Trollstigen, the Trolltinterne, or the or Trolltunga in Norway, which are named this way due to the rocks being thought of as trolls that didn't make it into darkness and were hardened by the harsh sunlight. Lastly, we can't forget the modern meaning of trolls, which are either the cute little dolls with the spiky hair from the 90s, or the online bullies, which I'm sure all of us have faced in our online lives. This most likely comes from a completely different origin meaning, such as trawling, which is a type of fishing, which makes sense with what trolling is, a baited provocation with the pleasure of watching what comes back. There are actually few images linked to trolling, but none of them actually look like a troll, therefore it's quite difficult to link this monster to this term. I honestly think it's from the fishing reference and people have got it mixed up, and I will say that trolling is not kind, it's not nice, and I do not recommend partaking. In the UK, you can actually be prosecuted for online harassment and potentially get six months in prison for it, so don't do it. Now, on to modern media. There is so much content for trolls, as they are so prevalent within modern movies and TV. For art, we have a few such as The Troll Mother and Her Sons from 1915 by John Bauer, Skog Troll or The Forest Troll by Theodore Kitzlin from 1906, and The Princess and the Trolls by John Bauer from 1913. For movies, we have Frozen, Cat's Eye, Border, Absentia, Troll and Troll 2, Hellboy 2 The Golden Army, The Ash Lad in The Hall of the Mountain King, Hansel and Gretel, The Boy Who Loved Trolls, Moomins, Troll Hunter, The Harry Potter series, Willow, Ernest Sacred Stupid, The Box Trolls, Lord of the Rings, Adventures of a Teenage Dragon Slayer, The Hobbit, My Neighbor Totoro, Shrek, Trolls, Trolls World Tour, Bridge to Terabithia, Enchanted, Hilda and the Mountain King, The Snow Queen, Quest for a Heart, The Kid Who Would Be King, Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters, and A Troll in Central Park. For TV, we have Hilda, Adventures of the Gummy Bears, Disenchantment, Ugly Americans, Troll Hunters, Stone Protectors, My Little Pony and Friends, Magical Super Trolls, Goldie and Bear, Fangbone, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Nightmare, The Rings of Power, Merlin, Once Upon a Time, So Weird, and The Tenth Kingdom. In video games, we have ones such as God of War, 
Fable, EverQuest 1 and 2, Final Fantasy 11, Gears of War, Gothic, Golden Sun, Guild Wars, Legends of Spyro, Magicka, Legend, Majesty, Rocky, Might and Magic, Monster Sanctuary, Myth, NetHack, The Elder Scrolls, Nexus War, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Dwarf Fortress, The Bard's Tale, Age of Mythology, Pillars of Eternity, League of Legends, Pokemon, Puzzle Quest, RuneScape, Sacred, Rift, Sacrifice, Heroines Quest, Cameo, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, Spellforce, Tibia, Stone Keep, Temtem, Total War, Troll and I, World of Warcraft, The Witcher 2 and 3, Battle of Westnoth, Castle Crashers, City of Heroes, Drakensang, Dungeons 2, and Ancient Domains of Mystery. Now my book recommendation this week is Boggart's Trolls and Tarwith Teg, Folk Tales of Hidden People and Lost Lands, by Peter Stevenson for some really interesting facts on these type of monsters, or for more specific and scientific facts on trolls themselves, there's Trolls and Unnatural History by John Lindlow. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? I'm going to say no on this one. I just think they're still a little bit too big to get away with, and that if they did exist, we would have seen them by now. However, maybe the Scandinavians have been hiding the existence of them ever since. Who knows? I do like the idea of them just being secret rocks, don't get me wrong. But if you do want to see an amazing depiction of strolls, have a watch of Hilda, which I mentioned in TV and films earlier, because it's firstly a really super cute modern cartoon, but full of Norse mythology references in the modern age, including loads of our monsters, as well as a great depiction of trolls and how Norse villages would prepare against them if they existed, and how they would do that in a more modern time too. It's a really, really good show, and they've just done a movie as well. It's all on Netflix. I would really, really recommend it for some really good troll content. But what do you think? Did trolls roam the earth? Let me know on Twitter. I would love to know what you think. What a great monster. I was so excited to cover this one. They're such a cool monster that is just so massive in North Mythos that I could not resist covering them. Not to mention their current day context. Thankfully, we have been very lucky on the podcast and I have not tempted trolls yet. But, you know, touch wood. Next week, though, we are heading back home to Britain and a little bit of Scandinavia, I suppose, for a mythical figure of the holidays. And no, we're not talking about Santa, we're talking about a personification of the winter season itself. Keep an eye on those frosty windows for Jack Frost next Thursday. For now though, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you are listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd really love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram are Myth Monsters Podcast, and the Twitter is Myth Monsters Pod. All of our content can always be found at mythmonsters.co.uk, and you can find us on Good Pods, buy me a coffee, and Patreon if you want to help me fund the podcast too. Come join the fun though, share this with your pals, they might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes. <laughs>